Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're momming today with Jess Johnson and Amy Weatherly about how hard it is to make friends as an adult, especially when you're a mom. Okay, so between the two of you, you have seven kids. I have three. We have 10 children. <laughs> but do we have 10 kids. friends? No. <laughs> so, Jess, let me let me start with you here. Um, how did you meet Amy? Well, we were in a writer's group together, and Amy just kind of slid into my DMs and said, hey, want to be friends? <laughs> were you like, oh, um, we just connected. We, <laughs> we started just messaging back and forth. And then pretty soon it was phone conversations and we just connected really quickly and easily. Um, we're both moms. We're both uh, really care about our friendships and we both really love chips and queso. So it was like a no brainer. Amy, let me have you respond to that. But you know, I- you made the transition from being internet friends to real friends. I mean, we, we talk to people so much online. It's inspiring and perhaps rare that you guys connected IRL in real life. <laughs> it's so rare. And it was so, I, I don't know. I mean, it was easy. Can I say it was easy? And I really, I started it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be Jess's friend right off the bat. I sent her a message because I loved the way she wrote and I loved what she did. So I just sent her a message kind of as a compliment to like cheer her on and encourage her, um, you know, and what she was doing. Cause this writing world is really weird, <laughs> real, really weird world. So I just wanted to encourage her. And then, um, you know, it kind of went from that to, Hey, like, I really want to work together. I, I just, I value the way that you do it. Um, and Jess is one, like I could tell that her, the people in her real life came first and I admired that cause that's sort of the way I go about it too. And, um, yeah, it just seemed really natural. And when you say it out loud that we'd actually started sister, I'm with you before we ever met in real life. And when you say it out loud, that makes it sound crazy, but it didn't seem crazy at the time. <laughs> it seemed natural. And now that's you have true. a book together. I'll be there. Yeah. But I'll be wearing sweatpants. Amen. I mean, that had to be inspired by COVID, no? Or or something else? Or I, I don't know, the, the fact that you have seven kids together, you're always in sweatpants, myself right. included. I actually have them on right now underneath my dress. Yes. Sweatpants are having a moment. That is just really good luck that we titled the book that. Because now I'm like, like everywhere I go, I'm like, there's sweatpants everywhere. Like, look what it's I know. It was It was good timing. So, so Jess, talk to me a little bit about um, how difficult and almost depressing it could be that 
when you're at the playground and you see like other moms with their kids at the playground, but like you don't want to be like, hey, uh, can I get your number? <laughs> or, oh, you're talking to those moms. Uh, can I? You feel so left out, yet so awkward yeah. to initiate conversation. And then if you do and you're having a good conversation, it's like, do you really ask for their number? Like, that's so weird, right? It feels totally. so weird. I've only done it once. <laughs> totally. And Karen, that is the name of my friend to this day who is the only person oh, I ever asked awesome. for their number at a playground. <laughs> but it worked. That's awesome. I think that when especially just momhood can be so crazy and chaotic, it's really hard or it was hard for me to, like, lift my head out of the chaos and be like, okay, now how do I find friends? Like, there would just be these brief moments between diaper changes and snack making and driving everybody around that things would get still and quiet. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so lonely and I don't even know how to find <laughs> I don't my mean people. to laugh, but I agree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. And also I, I really had this belief system that I didn't even know that I had, that if somebody, if I was worthy, if someone really wanted to be my friend, then they would come and pursue me. And if they didn't, that must mean they didn't want to be my friend. Hmm. Um, and what really switched for me is when I realized I just had this aha moment, like I have the power to give friendship away. I have the power to go to the playground. And it's not just that I want friends. Maybe that woman over there who it has a screaming toddler also needs a friend. And actually when I go introduce myself or strike up a conversation, I'm actually giving away a gift. It's not just that I have to wait for someone to like me enough to be my friend, if that makes sense. And that switched my whole narrative with friendship. I'll let you answer the same question, Amy. Yeah. You know, I think part of it is, I think we're terrified of rejection. I think we're terrified of rejection. I think um, anytime we get rejected or someone doesn't um, says no to an invitation or someone, you know, doesn't really want to be our friend. I feel like it like pings at our insecurity that already exists and it just hurts. And so I yeah. think that that fear of rejection keeps us from reaching out and it keeps us from making the first move and it keeps us from like introducing ourselves to somebody new or sparking a conversation and really you know, I think if we can get over that fear of rejection of going, okay, I am going to get rejected. Sometimes it's not going to work out and that's okay. But, you know, and I always say, I'm like, if you want to make friends, you do have to play it like Ariel. You're going to have to be where the people are. You're going to have, you're going to have to go out there. You're going to have to put yourself there and you can't just wait. Just like Jess said, you can't just sit there and wait for mm -hmm. it to happen. Um, so I think that that's part of it is really saying, reminding yourself that it's okay if you get rejected. It's okay if the answer is no, because at least you're trying. At yeah. least you're trying. And know who you are and be confident enough that those rejections don't hurt you and don't shake you. We might also be scarred by maybe those those high school um, friendships. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely we are. I think that's, we don't even know how much we're carrying around from all that. And it's so easy to interpret things through those past wounds too. Like someone doesn't text us right back and we're like, oh, this is, I'm in that situation again where I'm being ghosted or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes that's not the case. It's just a reaction out of our own pain. Or like maybe the other person who didn't text you back right away had like five dirty diapers, two doctors. Exactly. Um, exactly. Work. And I, yes. Right. Yeah. I feel like I've, um, and, and this is interesting because I, I was looking into, um, 
interviews that you guys have done and what you've written, and and you say it takes two hundred hours of time to find a true friendship and to to meet a true friend and be a true friend, and that's an investment I think that a lot of us um, can't make, maybe right now because we're so busy in so many different ways. I feel like I've lessened what I expect from people. Maybe I have more acquaintances, I suppose, than true friends, but there's so much going on and we're juggling so so much much that I just appreciate whatever you can give me. Thank you. I'm not going to judge you based on what you can't provide. And I'm really not going to, I'm just going to be thankful for what you can. Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the things I try to say. I was like, my love language is genuinely just trying. Like if you're trying we're cool. <laughs> like if you're making yeah. any attempts at all, we're totally cool. Um, that, and that really is what it takes. Like just put, put whatever effort you have, give that, you know, and if, I there think- is, if there's a week where you have extra, give extra that week. And then if there's a week that you don't, you know, it'll even all out. Yeah. And I think too, thinking outside of the box, like if you have friendships, you you're, you've met someone, you're investing in it, like thinking outside of the box of things you can do together. Like, doing Costco together is so much better. And you're spending all that time together in the car, getting samples for your kids. Just thinking outside of the box is a big deal. Yeah, that's true. Like the monotonous stuff that you have to do. Why not? Yeah, it's better. Like do laundry together, you know, do take your kids to the park together, whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be like, a okay, now we're going out for coffee or we're going out to have appetizers. Like you can do all kinds of things together. But Amy, 200 hours for real to find a true friendship. That's the investment to build a deep friendship, a really deep friendship. Yeah. Okay. And that's not a number we made up. That is scientific research. Um, that's, that's just, that's research. And it just, cause think about how long it takes you to really trust someone and think about how long it takes you to really know someone. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes a long time because the first conversations you have with someone are going to be shallow. Yeah. They're going to be, you both of you will have your guards up to some, you know, level. Like you're not going to have this first conversation where you just lay it all out there. Yeah. And that's um, why we make time there, there's the for chit-chat. those old friends. Yeah. There's yeah. the chit chat and the small talk and it takes time to, it's kind of like, like you start off in the shallow end and it takes yeah. time to get there in the deep end. And so that's what they've just found that it, it takes about 200 hours to get to that deep end. And that deep end could be really murky, <laughs> really. <Yes. empty. laughs> but um, it's also wonderful because that's as humans, we really do. We want to be known. We want to be known and seen and heard and valued for who we really are. And to get there, you're going to have to let somebody know who you really are. And to get the best advice, too, right, from someone who really knows you and where you come from. Uh, Hang on a second, Justin, Amy. We're going to do more momming today right after this quick break. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. And we're back with uh, Jess Johnston and Amy Weatherly on We're Momming Today. They just wrote a book. I'll be there, <laughs> but I'll be wearing sweatpants about adult <laughs> friendships and how to really um, create this authentic sisterhood. Uh, I do have some, um, I, uh, I guess, uh, basic manner type questions from the mom point of view, right? Okay, your kids, mm-hmm. your kids like just made friends with like, someone in their in their classroom and they keep asking for a play date so you get in touch with the mom you do the play date who does the second play uh-huh. date 
What was the? I'm sorry. Who does the I second play date? Because I've been in so many Who situations where, like, I've hosted so and so so many times, but it hasn't been reciprocated. And it's not so much that I care, but we're not really friends. So it's like, right. um, clearly, you don't like want to be friends with me. You just want me to be your babysitter. <laughs> right. Yeah. It does get weird. It that gets get weird. weird. And I always like. I want to know the other. I my, like my kid and your kid are really good friends. I want to know you too so i will i mean it's like there will be times where i'm like hey you want to let the kids run around and like we sit and have coffee um and that is a good way to build that time but i do try i don't know it's kind of hard because you don't want to have expectations like the the truth is that person just may not like to have play dates that person may not like to host um so i try not to have expectations of the other person but i do i mean there's got to be some back and forth there there's got to be some give and take so I'll ask a few times for sure, and I'll be the one that hosts the most. I just have to know that you appreciate it yeah, on some level, you know? Yeah. And I would say, I would say too, with fr- if it's a friendship, that it's got to go both ways. It can't just be one. It can't just be you giving and giving and giving. That's something else, but that's not a friendship. Yeah. Agreed. But like on play dates, I think it's important. Just don't think too much about it. Don't think too much about it. We think way too much. We overthink everything. Just <laughs> let stuff happen and live and have a good time and let your kids play and yeah, let the cards fall where they may. That's a good point. The kids are friends, so it doesn't matter about the parents. That that yeah. mom doesn't have my 200 hours. She never will. And our kids can no, have totally. their 200 hours. And I'm fine to always play host. <laughs> good way yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. So I try not to think because I love to have kids over like there's nothing I love more than a house full of kids. So I have the house. So it does not bother me. If you want to send your kid to my house every time, I'm totally cool with that. Wait, what? Who are you? I, lo- I do. <laughs> I know. I love to. Have I know. Kids I'm over. like, I is it OK that I do not feel that way? <laughs> I know. And that's why like, I know people don't feel that way. So the fact that I do, though, I'm like, yeah, let them come up. They can make a mess in my house. Doesn't bother me at all. I'm going to make them, you know, snacks and um, like I've cubbies full of snacks just for my friend's kids and um, not my friend's kids. Yes. For my friend's kids and my kids friends. <laughs> I said that backwards, but so um, I've got a whole pantry full of cups where they know exactly where to get the cups and just that's go so for it. cute. <laughs> I yeah no Jess sorry I'm with you on this one um I did, I did. <laughs> it's also like I, some kids don't get me wrong I, there's some kids I'm like you can live at my house but like every kid no no thank you it's true there are those kids that come over it's like instant um they, they just they, it's a they're so good together they're so respectful yeah. of, of yes. everything of each other of your house and then there's the kids that come over that think every piece <laughs> of furniture is a trampoline and you're you know i'm like we don't go in in or that the, room i mean there's like a lot of other room that that room no <laughs> yeah or that they think you're the entertainment i'm like i have provided a child for you to play with that is the <laughs> that is the, the extent of the entertainment that you will find at my house my daughter i am not the entertainment <laughs> my daughter had a sleepover the other day and it was one o'clock in the morning i did not know they were they, I, I thought they were sleeping and they actually woke me up from my sleep they came into my bedroom like the master bedroom that i feel like most people would be too nervous to go in and and the friends started shaking me Lauren, Lauren, oh my gosh, <laughs> you want a snack? And I was so confused. I'm like, oh my god, it's one o'clock in the morning. You guys still haven't been asleep. And why do you think it's okay for to come into my bedroom right now? 
<laughs> wow. okay, that, that, we can talk that up to things that have never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I tried to be cool, but I, I was I was kind of annoyed on that one. I was like, oh dear Jesus, yeah. um, maybe we shouldn't have another sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> you can just send them over to my house. I can't believe you're so cool about constant. I know, and she's so cool. Like the quantity. I, like, genuinely, I love it. Just, I mean, I love it, and. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It just makes me happy. I th- I'm an only child. So I think that's part of it too. I'm an only child. So I lived in a very quiet house. And so like a loud house full of kids and laughter and fun. And it just makes me happy to see my friends build these relationships. It makes me happy to see them learn to socialize and, and um, like, even when they don't get along with their friends, I look at it and I'm like, I mean, they're learning something through that too. So I do really like it. <laughs> I don't know the the, uh, the genders of your kids, and I'm only asking because have you done with girls the play date of three total girls? Oh, yeah, we that's have. brutal. Yeah, I've got a five-year-old little girl, and so I've noticed very quickly there's like um, three of us. The moms are good friends, and we all have three little girls. That And there's always like one being left out and one, and yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's a no-no. It's two or four. You can't do three. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. three, it's, three is definitely hard. Oh, man. Um, Jess, let me, uh, as we're wrapping up here, what has been so rewarding for you in this in this process and now being an author and everything that you're writing as a blogger? Um, you know, what have you learned? I think what everything that we share, everything that we say when we kind of normalize the fact that adult friendships are hard, that it can be awkward, that we can have anxiety about it. When we hear women respond with, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one, me too, I'm so relieved, that is so rewarding to realize that we're all in it together and to just be real about it. Like we can do this, but it's not, none of us took a class in high school that taught us how to do that and that do this and that's okay, but we can do it together. That is very rewarding. I think women become nicer as they get older too. You know, yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. I, I don't know how that yeah. happened, but in my experience, completely, completely. Yes, I totally agree. Like, I don't know if it's like the competition. It feels like we're not competing with each other anymore. Hey, you're doing your thing. You're living your life. I I wouldn't trade my life for anything. So good for you over there. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's it or what, but it does definitely get, um, you know, we get people saying all the time, like, oh, women are so catty. Women aren't friends like that. And I'm like, what are you? I don't see that at all. Like women are good. Women are kind. Women are encouraging and uplifting and ready to help. And um, they're like, I I just see so many good people in the world and so many good people ready to make good friends. And I think it's beautiful. I couldn't agree Um, more. I I really, the way women have become accomplished, successful, uh, kind, giving, generous, I'll help you out, understanding. I'm floored most yeah. of the time, especially, you know, Me yeah. too. my daughter just started a new school. So we're making like all new acquaintances and friends. And I've been like the the way people have reached out to me, it's been, it's been so humbling and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know what, honestly, here's the truth. If your daughter is having a hard time with friendships, I honestly, I think there are things in this book that can help your daughter too. I um, told someone like a good tip, like what I, my daughter's only five, so she's kind of young, but to like buy this book, write notes in it, highlight stuff and let your daughter do the same. And just so y'all can kind of get the conversation going about what does it mean to be a good friend? How do we have good friends? How do we think about the people who surround us 
and kind of get that conversation going with them because friendship when you're young is also hard. You just spark, yeah. you just spark something. Um, so a, a group of, of, of the moms noticed that we're all aware of how our our daughters can exclude others intentionally or mm-hmm. not. Yes. And I've noticed on separate occasions, unprovoked, mothers have gotten involved and made sure that everybody in the group was included. And um, Mm -hmm. I just stood back and I was like, wow, that's really nice. So I'm not the only one doing that. And then my daughter's kindergarten teacher during parent-teacher conferences told me, you know, your daughter goes over to the child that has no one to play with and constantly invites them. And I was like, yes. So the the nice moms are fostering it at an early age. Yeah, yeah, they're watching that. They are definitely watching us. And so that's something to it. So odd to me that I'm like, if you want your kids to have good friends and to be a good friend, you really, it's really important to show them what that looks like too. What does it look like to be a good friend? And you kind of live that out in your own life instead of just preaching it to them. They need to see that lived out. Mm-hmm. Ladies, thank you so much. Good luck with the book. Thank you thank so much you. for having us. Thank you, Lauren. Bye. Bye-bye. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.